Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They're a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Ref Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ref and Tracy Hightower Henny. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about show causes. What's a show cause? Show me your cause. Hmm. Also known as contempt. Yeah, I like that better because it's more descriptive. Like people are familiar with what the word contempt means. Yeah, I think show cause is such a weird thing. Like procedurally, someone has to come to court and show cause. I know. And I, I always picture like sword wielding. That like, would be awesome. Show cause, your turn. And then you're like putting your shield up. Like Pull out all your weapons <laughs> in court. <laughs> Don't do that. I, that is not legal advice. I really like the sword thing. I think a lot of fights should be figured out with swords instead of in the courtroom. Like real swords <laughs> or plastic swords? Well. I mean, are we talking Squid Games? No, 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 no. You haven't watched Squid Games yet. I have not watched Squid Games. But you know, like when they they talk about like this restorative justice stuff and some of it, it gets physical, you know, like you're supposed to, you know, do something that like releases your anger. Yeah. We could get the swords that like, you know, push in when you balloon swords (laughs) or balloon swords (laughs) that clowns make or the light up ones that like come out. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. But real swords would be really cool though. We, so we went to this really fun event last night, right? For what was a fundraiser for? So we we know some some people that work with um, Bellevue Housing Authority, and it might now be called Sarpy County Housing Authority. I think it's kind of grown to encompass the whole county. But what they do is they assist people with housing needs. Um, a lot of people coming out of like potentially incarceration, um, low income situations, maybe you know, change in life, like a divorce, where they don't have access to affordable housing. And they put on a fundraising event every year that's kind of a, a gala in February. And what they do at this, the way they make their funds is they auction off purses. And then they put like a bottle of wine in the purse or you know, a cute scarf or a gift card to somewhere and they make these like little theme purse packages, but it's called bags and swags. And so last night they had kind of a pre-event event at the um, Tory Birch store. The outlet Tory Birch store. Yeah. Because Omaha does not have a real Tory Birch store. So you, so <sighs> they were, <laughs> they were collecting, um, purses and donations for their event in February and then also the Tory Birch store was donating some of the proceeds from purchases during this event and so there's like wine and charcuterie and fun Pers- conversation and shoes yeah yeah it was really fun yeah and it's really I mean like I think you and I have been to that event a few times and we've taken a few of the other attorneys and it's very like pro-woman and it supports women and you know, helping women to transition from, you know, a tough place in life to a better place in life. So it's all in all just a good thing. You mean the purse and wine event is pro-women? 
the programs that the Sarpy County Housing Authority puts on as pro and woman. also the person wines. Yes, it's very fun yes. event that we go to. I mean, yeah, it's mostly women at the event. There's a few men that come, I think, as supporters. So we uh, got a purse from the outlet store and we're going to theme it up and put it in the auction. Yeah. And, you know, like when we do those things, it's kind of go big or go home. Like we're not going to do a shitty thing. So come to the event. (laughs) We're not going to do a shitty thing. We're not going to do a shitty thing. I can't believe you just had to even say it. No. So come to the event and then you can bid on the Hightower Reflaw purse. Uh, and I really like the purse, so I'm probably going to be bidding on it myself. So yeah. get your bids in. Yeah, and it's fun, too, because those bidding events are fun to see, like, oh, I, I got, if you really want one of the purses and you're bidding, there's some strategy. and <laughs> you got to just watch the paper. She said that this year, instead of the paper, they might use an electronic app because the paper, oh. you know, like, people cheat. <laughs> no. <laughs> well... I think one year, because I was unwilling to cheat, I got outbid on a purse I really wanted. Yeah, you got to cheat if you want to win. I know. It's like life, right? Uh, no fair. All right, so let's talk about this show cause thing. Slash contempt. Slash by the sword. See, so it's a sword themed yeah. podcast today. So what? what is show cause? So a show cause action is any time that there is an existing court order that someone is not following. So the other side is going to say, you know, our decree says that I'm supposed to have parenting time every Wednesday night and you refuse to let me have that time. I mean, that's a very simple example. Or so, so the different types of things that we see um, for potential show causes or contempt. So we're using that phrase interchangeably, but then the different types of things that we see in a decree are failure to pay something. So oftentimes parents are sharing out-of-pocket medical expenses for the kids, child support, daycare payments. Sometimes at the end of the divorce, there's some money that needs to be shared back and forth to equalize debts and assets. And then those parenting plan things. And so the parenting plan things can be Uh, missed parenting time or what we call the fluffy language like so in a lot of parenting plans there's language like both parents will work to the best of their ability to ensure the child's educational needs are being met what the heck does that mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) or the parents will I mean there's some that's a little more clear like the parents will agree the parents agree that they will not talk about disparaging things about the other parent to the child or they will communicate in only a business-like manner with each other and I've had some parenting plans that go very deep into details and oftentimes those are from modifications where you know they've been divorced the super generalized fluffy language doesn't work for them clearly didn't work for them and they need more clarity and so these parenting plans will say one parent can send an email and only one topic should yes. be included in the email. And then the other parent needs to respond within 24 hours only on that topic. And if you want to change the topic, you need to send another email and yes. keep it to one topic. And you need to put the topic in the subject line of the email. And then oftentimes those parents will, the ones that have those difficulties in communication will use an app for yes. communication. And these apps apparently have some algorithm that recognizes 
jerk talk. Yes. <laughs> and it'll say, I haven't used it. We should try it. Let's try it. Get one and just test it. Yeah. So like if it said, if we're co-parents, I would say, Susan, I can't believe what you did yesterday. That was so awful. You're a bad parent. It I, would red flag you. Yeah. It would say, you need to change your language. <laughs> yeah. So I think we had like a lunch and learn with one of them and the, and the person showed us on on the screen what it would look like if you were the parent that said that and it would red flag and then it underlines the phrases that and then it says are you sure you want to use this kind of link like I think it still lets you send it I would like to see like the red flag come up and then this big sword go no slash it you can't say that like it automatically the the app won't work for five minutes. Yeah, it's like, like timeout like when you forget your password. Timeout. You are locked out of it. And I'm like, no, it's just. Hang on, I know what it is now. Yes. Okay, I'll do it now. But some apps won't actually let you even send with that language. You have to change it. Yeah, and I think there's settings that you can you can have it on too. So. And the other part of the fluffy language is what we sometimes call the non-disparagement clauses. Yeah. And that just means like you can't be mean to the other parent, especially in front of the child or talk badly about the parent in front of the child. My favorite is when people have a disagreement, you know, like, well, I want to buy Stevie these $250 snow boots you know, and so we're supposed to talk about it and see if we agree. And the other parents like two hundred and fifty dollars for snow boots that they're going to outgrow next year. That's way too much. I don't agree. And then the other parent is like, "Show cause because you were disparaging." And it's like, no, it was just a disagreement about snow boots. <laughs> or the or you take it to the other um, extreme and. The parent that won't spend the two hundred and fifty dollars or share in the expense says, "Your dad's a cheap ass." <laughs> <laughs> and then they want to file a show cause on that. Yeah. But a lot of that stuff is hearsay, right? It comes from the kids. Hey, dad, mom called you a cheap ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and do we do you really want to like have your kid be the the reason you're filing the show like the the crux, the main part. Yes. So the other thing to talk about with a contempt action is the person cannot be found in contempt if their action was not willful. Look at that. I totally double negative. And contemnatious. Yeah. That's the sword language. Yes. Willful and ch -ch -ch. contemnatious. What does that mean? I'm going to Google it. But yeah, there's a whole definition. It's like awful or something. And then it's spelled great. C-O-N-T-U-M. And oh, there it is. A C I O U S. Contemnatious. Did I spell it correct? Yes. Yes. Spelling. B. It says stubbornly or willfully disobedient to authority. Oh, to the court order. So, like, basically, the definition of contumacious is willful disobedience. Yeah, there's a lot of there's extra ends in there. Contumnatious. See if you just spell it out. There's only always... one N. Oh, so I didn't spell it right. Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Is it the okay? So spell it. C O N T U M A C I O U S. I thought there, I thought there was another N after the M. You you could contaminatious. Only lawyers use this word anyway. <laughs> it's it's listed as archaic and, oh. a, and a legal term. Well, yeah, of course. So if the person isn't willful and in, contaminatious in, in their in their 
bad acting, they won't be found in contempt. Right. Great. So, and that's like an out that judges use a lot when we actually have a court hearing. Yeah. Judges do not like to hold people in contempt. They like to do whatever they can because part of holding someone in contempt is a punishment. Yeah. So procedure-wise, we would have a client come to us and they would say, have a court order. The other parent is not following X, Y, and Z of the court order. I want the judge to hold them in contempt. Well, or they'll say, I want to hold them in contempt. And we're like, well, you don't get to do that. (laughs) We got to ask the judge to hold them in contempt. Yeah. And at that point, we have the conversation with the client about, okay, should we be concerned about poking the bear? Should we be concerned about um, opening the Pandora's box? And really, there's an expense and a cost to this that might outweigh the benefits. So the poke the bear thing... Like, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Um, sometimes people will call us and they'll say, and this happens in situations maybe where people were not married and the one parent has kind of like disappeared a little bit and they didn't get very much parenting time in the beginning. And then the other parent is like, well, they never they never take there every other weekend. And it's like, okay. Do you want them to? <laughs> And I get that like it's hard to plan your life if you don't know whether that person's going to show up or not. Um, but at some point you just continue to move on and live your life. And then it's like, OK, well, do you want the judge to tell them you must take your parenting time every other weekend? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe in some cases that's what's best for the kid. Don't poke the bear. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know. A, sh- a show cause hearing is an actual hearing. So in our office, you know, we're, we're not going to go in there willy nilly. We're preparing for the hearing. We're having a hearing. We have to follow the rules of evidence. And so there's that cost to a show cause proceeding that sometimes is not beneficial. Or if someone comes in and says, hey, I've submitted my out of pocket medical expenses to the other parent <clears throat> and I'd like to ask that parent to be held in contempt because they're not reimbursing their share. And it's like $400. And, or $50. Yeah, and it sucks. That sucks really bad. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to start with a retainer that's more than that. And probably by the time maybe we get to court, maybe we have the reimbursement. Yeah. So let's start with something else like, you know, a letter to them or maybe you communicate with them yeah. or you decide you're going to eat the $400. Or fifty dollars. Put it, put it on paper somewhere, and then if it keeps happening, come back to us. That's kind of the one I use a lot. Like, keep a notebook of whatever is happening, and then once it gets to the point where you know, if it happens for numerous times or for a six month span, or if you hit a thousand dollars of maybe out of pocket, something like that. Right. The one thing that we always hope in a show cause is if we are filing it against the co-parent and they are truly willful and condemnatious in their contempt, we're going to ask the court to order them to pay our attorney's fees too, or to reimburse our client for their payment of attorney's fees. And not only do judges not want to find someone in contempt, they also don't want to like further twist the sword in their chest and (sighs) make them pay attorney's fees. So 
while it makes sense, if someone is doing something wrong, they would also have to pay the other person's attorney's fees. Judges are just pretty unwilling to do that um, because it adds that extra layer of punishment. Getting a, I mean, people talk about attorney's fees like it's like pretty automatic. And it's it's like getting candy on Halloween. Yeah, it, I mean, Here's some free legal advice. Don't expect to ever get attorney's fees no matter what. Right. Like when we get them awarded, I'm like, whoa, wow, that never happens. And and we're asking like in some cases, like we'll ask for like the full amount. Maybe it's like twenty five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars. And the judge is like two hundred dollars. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. And the other person's like, what the heck? Yeah. Two hundred. So. The procedure is, you know, we file this affidavit, we ask the judge to give us a hearing date, and then we have to serve the other person. We have to have them personally served with a the order to show cause, and it really is just a hearing. Yeah, the order to show cause just says, you need to show up on this date and show cause why I should not find you in contempt. Willful. Bring your sword. Willful, <laughs> contemnatious. We're going to have a sword fight in court, but don't really bring a sword to court. I don't think they'd let you in. What about a plastic one? Well, you can't even wear your belt through the metal detector. <laughs> but plastic won't go off in the metal detector. But they would see it. Uh, I mean, the one that scrunches down in your purse, maybe? Let's test it. We'll get back to you. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at security at the courthouse? <laughs> well, I will tell you, Douglas County is the best. Um, well, because we like know them. Too. Yeah. So Sarpy County has their shit tuned up. So I'll go on the same day to Douglas County wearing the same exact thing. An hour later, I go through security in Sarpy County and they're like undress, basically. <laughs> I mean, mostly is take your shoes off. And I'm like, dude, I literally was just in Douglas County. I didn't have to take my shoes off. And also, I'm probably wearing a skirt suit. You can see. I'm wearing high heels. Nothing. Yeah. You, there's nothing in there. I don't have like a a knife taped to my leg. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most when one, I have to take my shoes off. One time I had a glass bottle like of, you know how like some drinks come in a glass bottle? Like Coca-Cola <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> it wasn't soda pop. I think it was like, like a Canadian. Like a Snapple. I think it was Snapple. <laughs> And I had it in my bag and they're like, this was a long time ago. And they're like, you can't bring glass into the courthouse. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the little snack shack right behind you sells Snapple <laughs> stuff. And like, I was like, seriously? So what'd you have to do? I had, well. Did you chug it? I think I just threw it away. I think it was like half. I drank a lot of, I don't know. I don't remember what I did, but I was like, are you kidding? You can't have a, like a glass bottle. Can you imagine what? jurors you know like what happened my husband has jury duty on monday Ooh, i need to find out if he has to go in douglas county he goes i'm just not gonna show up and i was like dude you have to show up also like your wife is a lawyer (laughs) they're gonna call me (laughs) where's your husband (laughs) so here's a funny story the people that owned the house before us we know they're like best friends and the guy is a lawyer and he's like your age and his wife has refused to change her address, so we get all of this stuff for her. Like we got a, we got a food delivery box. Like somebody came to our house, set it on our step, and it was food for her with a card. We could see it was food, and it like they had made her a pie and all this stuff. Did you keep it? 
No, we called our other friend and said, call your friend and tell him to get over here and get their food. I would have kept that. Well, in a second. So she. Or take a piece of pie out and like wrap it back up. Whoa. And then put something in the note like, we really like this pie, so we kept a piece (laughs) from from the maker. But she keeps getting summoned to jury duty. (gasps) And I keep writing on the outside of the envelope because the post office has told us like, you're supposed to write that they don't live there anymore and forward it to her new address and I take a picture of it and I send it to my friend and I said she's summoned to jury duty and then you're like her assistant and then I get another one the next month and another one and I get her license renewal like this girl is like why does she refuse well my friends don't have very nice things to say about her they like her husband the attorney so I'm just like whatever (laughs) okay so so going show up to jury duty yeah don't bring a sword to that's how that's where we started yeah bringing swords to security yeah so you're gonna have the hearing and the judge is gonna decide if you're willful and contemnatious and then the judge is going to issue a purge order see it sounds so sorty if you are found in contempt or if the other side is then the judge issues a purge order well but okay so step back though to the hearing sometimes you know we're filing the show cause against a party who decides they're not going to hire a lawyer and they're going to come to court. And oftentimes the judges will ask if they would like an attorney appointed to them. And the reason they have the ability or the option to have a court appointed attorney is because the ultimate ramification for show cause is jail time. Dun, dun, dun. And you cannot bring your sword to jail. <laughs> <clears throat> there was a judge who used to say, like, if you come back in front of me, you better bring your jammies and your toothbrush. And it's like everybody knows you can't bring your own pajamas. <laughs> bring your own pillow, too. <laughs> and and people would show up to court with like a bag of medicine like they knew they were going to jail. And they were like, I want to make sure I get my medicine. And I'm like, they're not going to let you take your own medicine at the jail. So weird. I wonder what the security guards thought of that. They just book it into their property with their... No, coming into the courthouse. Oh. Yeah, they would be fun to have on. Like, what's the weirdest thing anyone's ever... Yeah, okay, (laughs) next guest speaker. We'll have Doug. Doug will come. Hi, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Doug's our friend who's a Douglas County sheriff. Doug's friends with me on Facebook, and so... Every time I go through security, he's like, how was vacation? I'm like, how do you know that? Oh, yeah. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> okay, so so we're going to have the hearing um, and the purge order. So obviously, if we're filing the contempt, we're asking the judge to hold the person, other person in contempt. And the interesting thing about the purge order is the, the phrase comes from cleansing yourself of a contempt, of a bad act. Also, probably considered archaic. Purge? Is well, that the word you're saying? Yeah, purge. Let's see what. Purge is, you know, a synonym of What's cleanse. Like a movie? Like a scary movie? Yeah. Purge. Where you get like an hour to do whatever you want. Did you watch it? Yes. Mm. Did you? No. So I'm then. Scared of <clears throat> things like that. All the people that have done bad things, they get these like crazy security systems because people are going to come kill them. But it, what if you did nothing bad? Then you might be the one out doing the purging. Mm. Like how bad? How bad what? Like if like okay, if it's, I said something bad about someone. The point of purge is that you get this one hour a year, I think, and you get to do whatever you want, and you're never going to be charged. Is with it a crime. gory? Yes. 
And there's more than one now. It's like purge yeah, two. Yeah, it says series. Okay, so Google says purge means an act or instance of ridding of what is unwanted. Does it say archaic? No. Oh. So that anyways, the, the historical meaning to this in the court system is you're cleansing yourself of you have the ability to cleanse yourself of this contempt so a judge is going to say Susan I hold you in contempt for being disparaging to your co-parent and I'm going to purge you by not saying those things to the other parent okay that's a bad example Susan (laughs) you're in contempt of not paying your child support on time so I'm going to sentence you to jail and you're able to purge yourself of this by, you know, making your child support payments on time the next four months. The judge cannot actually sentence anyone to jail without giving them the keys to remove themselves. So here's a funny one. We're purging themselves. Remember Judge Ashford? Yes. Love Judge Ashford. Um, This was our client was not doing what he was supposed to do. The court order said, you have to take a drug test before your parenting time. Well, he didn't want to take the drug test, so he wasn't taking them. And for a while, he was getting parenting time, and then she was kind of fed up with it. And she was like, uh, "You're, I'm going to file a contempt. So she filed a show cause, and we went in, and I was like, we don't really have a defense because you didn't take the drug test. And he's like, I know, but I'm going to take my chances. So we go in front of the judge, and the judge is like, um, I'm going to continue this here. He he heard all the evidence and then he goes, we're going to come back in a week and you're going to come in with drug tests and I want you to take one within 24 hours. So he set out the schedule of drug tests. I think we were at this hearing together. So the guy comes back in and and he and the judge ordered him to take hair follicle tests so it would look backwards to see if the guy had drugs in his system. Well, we come back in and the guy has zero hair shaved his head (laughs) and the judges the judge saw through all this and he goes i'm gonna hold you in jail until your hair grows out and then i'm gonna order a drug test and i said judge you can't do that because that first of all that's a conditional purge plan like maybe his hair won't grow long enough you know for a drug test i don't know and then I said, plus, there's no one that's going to go into the jail and do a hair follicle drug test on him. And the judge was like, you're right. Damn. And so he's like, fine, I'm just going to say he can't have parenting time until he does a drug test. Was that the same case that the judge also said, well, there's other areas of the body where you can get hair? Yep. And then they, he, the guy said, I don't have hair anywhere. Yep. Yeah. And then I knew this, but I didn't offer this to the judge that they can do drug tests on your fingernails and they will cut pretty low down because they do that with babies. Like after they're born, when a, ba- a newborn baby's born, they have really long fingernails and they'll drug test babies. I that think this way. was also our client that when we were meeting with him, he had big pupils every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so the purge plan and the purge plan has to be somewhat related to the bad thing the person did. It's like it's supposed to fix the bad thing. Right. So like if someone didn't get parenting time, they would get makeup parenting time. If someone didn't pay, the other side would get have to pay it within a certain amount of time. Right. So So I think the biggest part about 
a show cause contempt action is it has to start with good language in the court order. So if someone is coming to us with a decree that doesn't have clarity. So, for example, we actually have a case right now where there's a court order that says the defendant has to pay off the Menards credit card. And the decree or this court order doesn't say by when. And so the Menards credit card hasn't been paid off and it's been more than six months, for example. And so we are asking the court to hold this person in contempt. And we're going in a little bit under the assumption that the court might find it reasonable this would have been done within the last six months. So I think the biggest, most important thing is, especially as lawyers, um, is to have you know, a date by when, more clarity so you can set up for a successful show cause. Yeah. How is the credit card going to be paid? Is it going to be paid directly to? I mean, I think that's a little bit of an elementary example, but sometimes when it's a payment being made, how? Right. What, you know, what is the balance? Is it going to be a changing balance? What if the person's used the Menards credit card since they got divorced? What if they got the 11% off rebate? (laughs) Does that apply too? They're going to get money back. That would be a good thing. You go to Menards, you charge $2,500, you get the 11% rebate, you get that gift certificate. Ooh. Tracy. That's a good one. Smart. I know. I'm, I'm pretty smart sometimes. Mostly on Fridays. <laughs> during the podcast recording? Yeah. <laughs> I do my best lawyering during podcast recordings. Yeah. Call me right after. But not on a Friday. Nah. So I think one takeaway is contempts can be super messy. Like, and they shouldn't be just like you you use the term willy nilly. Like we shouldn't just be filing them unless we have good evidence. Yeah. There's some other avenues that we can take to try and work with the other person and try and keep the cost down. Because the other thing about show causes, which can be good and bad, is that we get a hearing right away. You know, it's not like a divorce trial where we're waiting 10 to 12 months down the road for a a hearing. Right. Right. We may get a hearing within two weeks and you better have your ducks in a row. Quack, quack. Your sword sharpened. (laughs) Your ducks and your sword. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think I think the ones that are really the hardest are the well. Also, if you think about when parents have joint legal custody, they're also sharing all expenses. Mm-hmm. They're sharing extracurricular activity expenses. They're sharing school lunch expenses. They're sharing clothing expenses. And it's on them to figure out a way to organize those yes. expenses in some sort of spreadsheet. And if they don't have that organized. Remember the one where she, he, the dad had custody and he wanted mom to reimburse him for his annual zoo membership his um when he would throw a birthday party for the kids he would keep track of like Like the paper plates like he would be like oh i took him to skate days for a birthday party yeah and the judge was like no those are not (laughs) expenses included and he and it it started out at like sixty five hundred dollars and by the end it was like eight hundred dollars yeah Yes, I remember that. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we've started putting language in the decrees that say if it's something over $100, they have to agree. Otherwise, they're not going to have to split the expense because joint custody just creates a lot of sharing of expenses. And so you can have one 
parent playing that game and yep. buying a $200 pair of jeans every time mm-hmm. just to get the other person to have to spend money. Yeah. And I think, you know, in our office, if you call us, we're, we're not really interested in those games that are being played. Um, nope. And because we know the judges aren't and the judges see right through that. You think you're being smart, Cute. <laughs> willy-nilly. Cute. You think you got your ducks in a row? You think you're <clears throat> doing something we've never seen before? <laughs> yeah. This is not our first rodeo yeah. with ducks and swords. Yeah. So bottom line, a good decree should help alleviate future show causes. And then not being an asshole should also <laughs> help alleviate future show causes. Don't be a contemnatious asshole. So also... Like most information we're going to give you is have a consultation with an attorney too and and talk through like, are you poking the bear? Are you opening that Pandora's box for, um, you know, not that much money? And a good attorney can help put together a plan or a strategy of like what it looks like if you wait maybe another two months or three months or another $500 of expenses to make it more successful. So... So in the meantime, just sharpen your sword. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring it to court, please. At home only. Yeah. Okay. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. And be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Ref Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.